Hello everyone, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I just want to give you a quick heads up for a content warning at around the 42 minute mark. We have a brief discussion about fictional animal death, and then right after that we talk about um, some personal injuries and get into some territory that could be considered body horror. So if you want to skip that, uh, it lasts for about five or six minutes, and then we talk about David Lynch for a bit. So uh, if you skip ahead and get to the David Lynch part, uh, it's over. Don't you, 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 you totally skipped it. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode. It was so much fun talking to Jared. Uh, enjoy. Hey, I'm working on a podcast and you're all invited. And you're all invited. Oh, oh. And as I'm looking at the guests, I'm getting so excited. Getting so excited. There's gonna be birds of prey. Welcome to We Pot a Zoo, the podcast about the 2011 film We Bought a Zoo. I'm Zach, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. You might know him as Sam Shikusky from Moonrise Kingdom. It's actor Jared Gilman. Hey! Uh... <laughs> Welcome so, to yeah. the show. Welcome. Uh, thank you for having me on. <laughs> it's very exciting, uh... very exciting to, to be chatting with you. Of course. Uh, uh, likewise, I... I... I'm, although I will admit I'm not, I've never, uh, before yesterday, I hadn't watched We Bought a Zoo. What'd you think? Um, well, uh, uh, what I'll say is that my dad thoroughly enjoyed it. So I think on that metric, I'll say it was a successful movie. Yep. I uh, think, I think it's, that's probably what it's going for. It just wants to make dads happy. So my dad, yeah. my dad liked it too. That's the, that's the thing. I feel like. Once I started this podcast, he's like, oh, I've never seen We Bought a Zoo. I'll watch it. Dads have enjoyed this movie without any sense of irony, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. My mom, on the other hand, was uh, not not as one over, but but yeah, I mean, it, it does fall into like the dead mom trope. So, oh, heavily, very yeah. heavily. <laughs> I before we, we talk really about the movie, I do want to ask, you know, this is a movie about zoos. This is a movie about a mm -hmm. zoo, about animals. Mm -hmm. What has been your experience with zoos in your with childhood? In, in uh, well, I live uh, I live um, literally uh, a mile away from a zoo. Whoa! Uh, yeah, uh, although I don't, I, I didn't go there very frequently. Uh, I went maybe I don't know. I'd go once a year at most when I was a kid. Maybe I, I think I went on like some school field trips and and stuff uh but yeah it's like a nice little zoo they had like a just like a little train ride that i think i went on oh, uh nice. there's like a petting zoo area that i probably was a fan of um do you have any like me like specific zoo memories that stick out as like uh oh yeah this is i'll cherish unfortunately this i don't have any any like big zoo memories uh what i will say uh, I guess is that I do have uh, some aquarium memories. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, that counts. A zoo is. I, I mean, guess. an aquarium is just a zoo for fish. So, like, yeah. Uh, in particular, uh, uh, <laughs> I when I was um, 
like three or four i was in london at a, a an aquarium there oh nice and i uh, very quickly discovered my 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 uh embarrassingly high fear of stingrays oh shit yeah uh i literally it was like i went to one of the petting areas and i guess there was like i remember seeing a turtle Mm -hmm. swimming up to the uh like the the glass the like the window of the tank yeah and thinking oh that's cool and then it swim you know turns around swims away and then immediately gets like covered by one of the stingrays and i just like immediately freaked out ran for the door my mom starts like yelling trying to get anyone to like stop me from running out into the street or whatever oh my god uh, do you, was the uh i was like it was it was traumatic <laughs> was the stink rate was it trying to like eat the turtle what was it, it trying no, to do? Well, it, I, it probably wasn't trying to do anything it was just it was minding its own business or just it swam like over it or whatever i don't know uh, Maybe there wasn't even a turtle there. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but <laughs> so just the appearance of the stingray yeah, was enough to yeah. terrify you. Yeah, even to this day, I'm not. I'm not a fan of them. Well, I I was gonna say, how close was this to like the death of Steve Irwin? Uh, well, I was three, so this is pre Steve Irwin. Uh, when Steve Irwin happened, I want to say in like 2000, in like the mid 2000s. So this this wasn't even like this was. I was like. By... No, I was like, this would have been, if I was three or four, this would have been 2002 or 2003. And I want to say he died in like, oh, six. I could be wrong about the year. I, I could check. Let me check. Okay. This is a, this I want to is... say it's oh, six, but although I actually didn't even know about that until years after, I think my, I wonder if like my parents kind of like blocked that from me or something. <laughs> That's, yeah. When, when you're growing up, there's like a couple things that you don't want to tell your child about. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to tell them about uh santa claus you don't want to tell them about the easter bunny you don't want to tell them about steve Irwin. right exactly uh <laughs> uh yeah i was right it's 2006 all right so yeah pre-steve Irwin, mm-hmm. just innate fear of stingrays yeah i guess because of how flat they are <laughs> yeah. i don't know <laughs> just like it like freaked me out uh, and maybe to an extent still does <laughs> That's valid. Flat, uh, yeah, animals shouldn't be that flat. It's kind of fucked. It's it. Yeah, it's weird. There needs to be a dimension, you know. Yeah, they need structure. They need bones. Stingrays don't have bones. Do they have cartilage? I don't know what the fuck a stingray is made of. Uh, I don't know either. I didn't really study them uh, for 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 obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, exposure therapy. If you want to jump uh, in. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like that would just make me catatonic. <laughs> Yeah, I what? just like wouldn't want to speak. This conversation is has brought up like a, a memory that I had completely forgotten about. I was like a kid on vacation somewhere. I feel like it, in in like Florida or something with my parents, and we were at this like restaurant that was on a pier, and one of the attractions that like one of the like uh, novelties about this restaurant was that like there was like a a bunch of barracuda or some shit like right off the pier and if you ask the waiter you could throw meat into the <laughs> water and just watch the barracuda just like splash just around and eat it, it. And, shit. That's cool. and i it I, I thought it was cool as hell but looking back on it i'm like i was like a toddler why did my parents let me walk to the end of a pier with meat and throw it to a bunch of carnivorous fish that is insane I mean, were there railings? <laughs> no, I, as far as I can no. remember, no. I, it was just a pier. It was just like a dock oh, that shit. you just like walk off of. I I have no memory. I have a memory of this. I have no memory of there being any kind of safety precautions. 
So I'm going to, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to text my dad and be like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> um, but did it, did it, it didn't <laughs> instill a lifelong fear of barracudas in you, did it? No, not until, I don't think I ever kind of understood barracudas as a menace until Finding Nemo. Mm. Uh, and then right, that yeah. was the like, oh, these guys are bastards. Mm-hmm. But sort of that was that like when I was a kid, I feel like I used to when I when I first watched the film, I think I was OK with the the school teacher scene. Oh, yeah, because he's a because he's a stingray. Yeah. Yeah. And then like as I got older, I realized, wait, that's the thing that was in that <laughs> aquarium. And then you didn't, then, <laughs> you didn't put the pieces together. <laughs> Or at least the first or second time I watched the film, I feel like I'd like I don't know. It was it, I don't, it was, I don't know. Well, and then and then like the third or fourth time, it was just like that's it. Nope. <laughs> I'm glad that there are no stingrays and we bought a zoo so that we can nope, talk about it's this. A, it's a land, yeah, uh, land animal only uh, movie. Yeah, no, no aquatic creatures. The the closest it gets is like the otters. Anyway, right. Um, let's talk about this movie. So the sure. one one of the reasons I was really excited to. Uh, have you on the show is that uh, as an actor and and somebody as an actor who has been acting since they were a child um, I think you have a really unique expertise to bring when it comes to you know some of the acting choices in this movie because this sure. is I mean what I'll say is I thought for the most part they were I thought like they were fine like I thought they were you know they they it, you know it wasn't <laughs> uh i feel like in a way you might have been setting me up for 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 maybe uh, wor- i don't know worse performances than i thought i don't know i thought they were i thought like it was more the writing yeah so that that's i i would agree with you there i i i don't think i wasn't trying to like set you up for anything or be or like get you to sure. rag on these child actors <laughs> i i just think that like this is a movie that is that that asks weird things of its child actors. Yeah, I can. Yeah, the little girl. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, yeah, I can. Uh, 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 in terms, yeah, uh, definitely played in that like that sort of precocious child trope yeah. thing. And I mean, yeah, I I, I I hope she had a good time. <laughs> I don't know. It seems. I mean, like it seems like she did because she got to like hang out with a bunch of peacocks and everything. But they, yeah, yeah. I I I guess I. I just kind of want your your take on like, yeah, what you think of the the performances, what you think of like what what you would have done differently if there's any choices you would have made. Oh, <laughs> um, depending on who you were playing, I assume I assume you would have sure. been cast I as mean, Dylan the Sun, but yeah, that would have been. I mean, then again, this movie came out before I did Moonrise, right. so uh, so I would not have been in the running for it anyways. But uh, but yeah, I guess if if it were uh, if it were made three or five years mm-hmm. later, I would have definitely read for that part. <laughs> but you know, I thought they cast him well. I thought like he looked like you know he he very much could be Matt Damon's yeah. son. Um, which is funny because then he has the line about about how he has his mother's eyes, but like he looks like <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> So I mean, yeah, I mean, like they're definitely like contrivances and and sort of structural like things that you've seen a million times mm. and 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 character beats and stuff and and I mean, I feel I felt like they hit they they did they they served the material. Uh, uh, it was just that you know the material is the material. Yeah, yeah. It's uh some some of the writing is 
strange. I don't know if there's like a good way to deliver some of those lines at all. Yeah, it's 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 it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish I could. I, I I wish I could think of a, a particular line right now. But uh, do you have any in, uh, that you're thinking um, the, of? The the one that really comes to mind with like, huh? This is a weird choice writing wise not acting wise but like um having rosie it really is like rose it's a lot of rosie's lines that are weird when she has to be like everyone says you're a dick i don't know what that word means but i don't agree with it right yeah Yeah. okay yeah that's all very like uh adult writing a child yes yeah there's a lot of that i i guess i have to ask like in your experience, especially on like Moonrise Kingdom, th- that that movie is kind of like it intentionally stilted. The lo- like the line, like you can like the line readings are so particular in a way that it doesn't feel weird because that's the tone. Well, yeah, everything kind of it all kind of works together because uh, of just all the different choices Wes made. Not yeah. with, you know, not just with regards to the script, but just like you know the, the present, you know, the, the the look of the film and the the way the story is presented to the audience you know the fact that there's this like omniscient narrator yeah talking you know and, and sort of breaking the fourth wall uh, throughout the film and uh uh whereas you know we bought a zoo is very much more conventional or supposed to be in like uh i guess well by today's standards maybe not the real world but by yeah. 2011 standards it was like a, a idealized you know happy kids family version of the real world real world where yeah people still die but you know you can conjure them up yeah uh, with uh reenacting you know uh memories <laughs> yeah i i mean i uh, what did you think of that scene the end yeah uh, i thought <laughs> <laughs> where 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 it's just like where where they're all seeing her at the same time i, I i feel again i think if 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 the surrounding film had had a bigger emotional impact that scene could have worked um mm-hmm. what i will say the one choice that caught me off guard and kind of in, in like a positive way i guess uh and it was just a single shot mm-hmm. uh the la jete reference when... yes oh thank you okay yeah because yeah. i had a whole conversation in like the <laughs> the second episode uh where where I was arguing that that was a deliberate reference to La Jete. Oh, it had to have been. That had to have been. Yes. Because it's black and white and she's blinking. Yes. It's, it's, it, it has to be. Oh. And it's just so random. It's, <laughs> it's so random. Because it's like not at all what, like thematically or like what, or from yeah. what I remember. Because it's like, that was a, that was like sort of sci-fi. I mean, yes, it was about, the, the, you know, I guess that there, you know, it was, there was a romantic thing, I think, between those two characters, like, yeah, Matt Damon and the wife, but the surrounding plot details and nothing to do like <laughs> like the only I guess like it's about like the the memory of a person, right? You know what? Yeah, because I guess you're right because they both they both are about they both deal with memory. In they a both way. deal with memory, and they the, right. the thing that I love about La Jete and this. Ah, it like almost justifies I'm getting so passionate about this for no reason it like almost justifies the weirdness of the final scene because like that whole moment in La Jete of it breaking the the, the convention of the, the photographs yeah yeah where the and the last scene breaks the convention of the reality of the film it's like it it almost thematically works like it 
almost <laughs> like ties it together in that way but like it doesn't it doesn't quite pull through yeah it was i mean it was i guess you could say it was an inspired choice uh, yeah not something that you would expect in a film in that you know of that sort of elk yeah i'm glad that you picked up on that though because now i can like go back to my friend and be like yeah fuck you it was la Jetée. Also, well, I picked up on it, but then I also just checked IMDb to make sure. Like, if you go under IMDb, they're on the page, you know, the list of all the, like, references and yeah. whatnot. It's, like, listed there, so I'm assuming Oh, it's, that's, like, like, deliberate. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming then that... I mean, granted, yeah, because, you know, IMDb is all user-posted, mm-hmm. so who knows what... But I'm, he ha- it had to have been. That had <laughs> to have been. There's no way. There's no way he just randomly thought, all right... I'm gonna have one a single black and white shot of the wife, and she's blinking. She's and, and she's in bed, right? Because that's and in, in bed yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. And 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 have that be totally coincidentally matching that one shot in La Chate. Yeah, I, Cameron Crowe himself went onto IMDb to add that to make sure that we knew what the fuck he was up to. <laughs> I I I want to ask, like, I haven't seen your entire filmography and i'm sorry about this that's fine but i i want to know at least in moonrise kingdom there's a dog has how what has your experience been with like acting with animals um well i haven't i haven't had the opportunity to like share the frame i guess with like a living animal character <laughs> oh yeah because the dog is dead by the time you find it yeah right? the dog is dead and then also i think the only shot that that we actually did where where we were f- no there were two moments there were two there was uh the shot that does the pan down to the dead body right. and then the wide when i get up and like throw the arrow away because then all the other shots um like where i'm pulling where i'm pulling the arrow out i'm pulling it out of a watermelon oh shit okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 watermelon that that the prop guy filled with a little bit of fake blood <laughs> nice Getting but, those, um, getting those exclusive Moonrise Kingdom insights. Yeah. Ten year, ten years later. Yeah. When did that movie come out? Uh, eight years ago. So yeah. close enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I did a movie um, um, uh, that I, I filmed uh, over a year ago. That I'm not sure what's happening with it right now. But there, there's a dog in that one. Um, but I do not share any scenes with it. Fuck. I did get to see the dog on set. Um, well, that's a exciting. Cute little dog. But uh, I. Oh well, I did. There's the, there was a cat there was a kitten on on the on uh, in Moonrise as well and again I didn't share any scenes with it but there was uh, 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 I did interact with him you know throughout the oh, shoot. Oh nice. What was the when was the kitten in Moonrise? Um, Susie has a little kitten in her in her bag. Uh, she uh, points it out or Sam points it out when they first meet in the meadow. Right. Um, and then uh, uh, there's another line when they're um, uh, uh, when he's like. Uh, uh, flipping fish over the fire, he, he like is like, "Hey, we can feed that to your cat." Fish is an animal. Fish is an animal. <laughs> but also, I, it was dead. <laughs> uh, well, you, oh, you know what yeah. I will say then. You know, I will say if we're gonna go into, uh, if we're gonna get, you know, that that uh, 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 meticulous. Uh, yeah. I did act with a turtle in Moonrise for one moment. Hell yeah, that counts. Uh, Come on. And that was also odd because like. <laughs> Uh, oddly premonitional uh, in a bizarre way because the turtle has Albert written on it, and I ended up being an NYU student, and the NYU website's named Albert. Whoa! Um, yeah, it, it knew. It knew. 
but uh, yeah, the, that was interesting too. Cause, uh, uh, and I, I hope I'm remembering this correctly. Cause I think when, when we shot that scene, we, you know, we had the real turtle and then we also had like a dummy, like just a shell for me mm-hmm. to throw back into the water. And I guess, I think if I'm, again, if I'm remembering this right, I think Wes like wasn't quite sure how to, how to sort of fake it in terms of how to, how to shoot it in a way that like didn't totally reveal that, uh, you know, it was going from a yeah. real turtle to a fake one that I'm throwing. And I feel like I I suggested just like putting in like uh, cutting to Susie and then cutting back to a wider shot of me just throwing it already so you don't clearly see it. And then Wes is like, you know what? That works. You should have been credited as like an assistant <laughs> editor then. Uh, yeah, Fucking... no, for literally like five seconds of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I put that on put that on your IMDb. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, um, there, there are a couple of, of parallels between moonrise and we bought a zoo that i do kind of want your your take on so uh, especially with like the romantic angle because this is uh, previous guests have brought up that like oh you know it's weird to like root for a 14 year old and a 13 year old um getting together at the end of the movie and as somebody who like went through that dynamic in Moonrise, I'm kind of wondering like, okay, what's your take on it having like acted through it, having like viewing it, and also like, is it weird to have to do that on camera? Oh, like the kissing stuff? Uh, I don't, I mean, obviously I have no idea what filming We Bought a Zoo is like yeah. and, and where it that scene came in the shooting schedule and, and sort of how it was handled. What I will say with regards to Moonrise is that uh, the kissing scene, uh, the beach scene was, that was like the last thing that we shot. Um, and, and it was a closed set. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, and I feel like, I don't know, I thought Wes did a really good job of just sort of making it not feel, I don't know, awkward or weird or whatever. That's good. So that, um, that wasn't uncomfortable. So, that, so nah. then what's the, I mean, they, in, in We Bought a Zoo, they don't kiss, which I guess like takes a little bit right. of Right. Yeah. Sorry. So that. not a kissing scene, but like, you know, yeah. when they're, they, yeah. Say they love each other. Yeah. I guess what I'll what I'll say is that I I I questioned sort of or I I I, I maybe had I, I it seemed like those two care I, I questioned why they were with each other. Like it seemed like they weren't yeah. like the there was like she just starts bringing him sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then says she's gonna do it every day and then He's like okay, but he's not. He's like weirded out, but he's like all right. Yeah. And then, and then, I mean, yeah, it is kind of. I guess that that is a bit forward to just you know make someone sandwiches every day. Uh, uh, but then again, I, I I I don't know what that setting is like in terms of I don't know uh, <laughs> social. <laughs> Uh, yeah well that's uh, a, that's the thing she's like she's never met someone her own age so yeah I get, like i get that she's kind of like excited about that but it is you're you're right that like there's no it's not reciprocated and then all of a sudden he's just like it kind of is yeah it, it's like he it seemed like he was very he like didn't like her and then it wasn't until like the sort of like low act to low point where he starts like saying like oh actually no i i think i do like her yeah. And so, I mean, like, I get that that's like a thing, you know, people, you know, where, 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 where you just, you're working through your feelings when you're that age and, and some, you know, you think one thing one second, then another the next. And, and, and I guess it was just sort of 
maybe just in the context of the the overall film, it just I I I kept yeah. It kind of took me out a little bit. There's I think there's a lot of moments that it, the movie like lulls you into it and then very abruptly will like snap you out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, also Scarlett Johansson, yeah, being like a <laughs> sudden love interest at the end. Yeah. Uh, not sure how I felt about about that choice, uh, just because it again it seemed like, oh, here's your lead female character, here's your lead male character, here's your Hollywood movie. They got to get together. Yeah. Even though, it, you know, even though it's, I don't know. I feel like it would have been nicer if they had just kept to the sort of working friendship kind of thing, or if it had become more of like a familial like bond as opposed to a relationship. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think I think the movie would have been stronger if they had acknowledged sexual tension without like acting on it. In the same way that I think that like maybe the the El Fanning um what's his face dynamic um uh, Dylan dynamic mm-hmm. would have been better if they had worked through the like oh, you know what? I'm not really into you. This is kind of awkward. Let's just like find out how to be friends. Because the ending, because like them hugging and like him running to her in the rain felt really forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Hollywood isn't brave enough. Well, especially Hollywood 2011. <laughs> yeah. When did, I think Pacific Rim really like changed the game when they just had the main characters hug at the end of the movie instead of mm. kiss. Um, uh, when yeah. did Pacific Rim come out? That was 2013. Yeah. There we go. Hollywood wasn't ready until 2013. What about, what about up? Did you see the sequel? Do you know if there was kissing in that one? The sequel was bad. I don't know, man. It was. Did you? See- I never saw it. I missed. I missed out on it. You didn't miss anything. I promise you. That like spoilers for Pacific Rim Two. I mean, it, it looked like they were. I mean, you know, it looked like a much more like a Saturday morning cartoon, and yeah, uh, 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 it seemed like the camera movements were a lot more, um, like a lot more computer. Yes. Smooth. Yeah, it was very like Transformersy, like a uh, big action movie instead of the the camera work in Pacific Rim was like really grounded. Yeah, it's all like you know you feel like you're kind of there. Yeah, and then I just remember the the trailer for the sequel and the camera's just like flying around on like yeah any, I don't know and it in totally unrealistic kind of movements and yeah. I I'd agree with that. If you if the um just cuz this is a podcast about we bought a zoo so I'm going to have to bring it back to we bought a zoo. Sure, yeah, um, of course. If the uh if the zoo animals and we bought a zoo um had to face off against the kaiju from Pacific Rim, <laughs> which um and you they could be in Jaegers or, or or not, but which uh which animal do you think would have the best chance against a kaiju? Uh and I think there's a right answer. Either yeah. Oh, okay. Uh I was gonna say that lion or the snakes. Really? If, like all the if if like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You you're obviously a lot more uh, well versed <laughs> in 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 we bought a zoo than me. Uh, but I mean like, and this is a total hypothetical. But like that box of snakes. Yeah. If if, if we can get an entire box of snakes inside a kaiju, yeah, and have them all act as like a hive mind in a Jaeger in, in a concert, Jaeger inside of a Jaeger. Yeah, yeah. That maybe maybe it's like a worm Jaeger. Maybe it's maybe it's like a, cool. a, a, 
some kind of bizarre centipede thing that can split off mm-hmm. and then wouldn't but like the box of snakes <laughs> they'd all have to be drift compatible with each other we don't know we don't know what oh, their shit. relationships right. are to each other you're right you're yeah. right i forgot about that element yeah what, what's your no, what, what's your uh... i i was gonna say so i i also forgot about the drift compatibility when i was about to suggest my answer i think in the in pacific rim 2 they can pilot them solo. Oh yeah, okay, okay. But so if this is if this is existing in in that canon, I think it's been a while since I saw it, and I also didn't pay that much attention because it was bad. But mm-hmm. the only animal in We Bought a Zoo that we see be combative and aggressive is is the bear. So I think it's got to be the oh, bear. Oh yeah, the bear. Yeah, it's got to be. Got to be fucking. Granted, busted. they trank they trank it. They do trank it, but before that, he's fucking. He's fucking gonna kill Matt Damon, and that's the I learned from IMDb. That's the freaking bear from Game of Thrones. Uh, I thought you were gonna say the Revenant. <laughs> no, I wish. Well, that's a CG bear, but <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe maybe they used him as a model for the Revenant. I don't know, but yeah, that that one episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, Which one? The where Brienne has to fight a bear. They, like, oh, put her, in a, put her in a pit. Right, right. That's right, that's right. the fucking we bought a zoo bear. His name is, around. His name is fucking Bart. It's awesome. Is he still alive? I think so. I hope so. The monkey is still alive. I learned that um, that's like the most well-paid monkey in Hollywood. Mm. And we're the same age. And the average lifespan of a capuchin is 25. So she's 26. So, oh, wow. So she is... I mean... We've lost a lot of good ones in 2020. I am hoping that she makes it. That's yeah, that's what I'm gonna uh, say. All the power to her. Yeah, she could she could pilot a Jaeger. I think her and the oh that's it. Okay, her and the guy whose shoulder that she's on the whole time. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah. The the, two then. Yeah, they're, they're they have to be drift compatible. Yeah, they're the whole movie. They're <laughs> together. I think so. Yeah. Um, do you th- oh okay here we go this is a whole new metric to judge the relationships of the movie on oh uh, are they drift compatible yes i and i don't think that either dylan and lily or matt damon and scarjo are drift compatible nah i agree you know who uh, i you know who i think is drift compatible who uh mccready and walter ferris <laughs> i mean i mean maybe deep down yeah they are <laughs> yeah what do you what do you think do you think there are any drift compatible couples in this movie um well i guess if she was still alive matt damon and his wife yeah um I, yeah. would be the, the go-to uh hmm yeah i don't know i feel like i feel like you kind of named them uh it's just it <laughs> do you think sam and Susie are drift compatible yeah i would say they're drift compatible um if they're were a sequel to we bought a zoo do you think that any of the couples now we're talking about the now we've now we focused on the couples but that's i guess that's the trajectory of this episode do you do you think any of the couples are going to make it i mean it really depends on how covid impacted that (laughs) yeah although i I should maybe i shouldn't joke because they're all real people (laughs) or like it's a real zoo i i do i do say this at the end of every episode but the the real zoo is accepting donations um because it's been impacted by covid so i i do i do plug that at the end of the episode but 
I feel like that that gives us some leeway to to be goofy about it because I do take it seriously every time. Do we know if 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 in the real life people were in relationships or if that I mean that had to have just been made up for the film, right? Probably made up for the film. I did buy the memoir. I have it right here. Have you read it? Holding have it out. I have not. I've not read it yet. But you can see on the back there's the uh, there's the real family. Oh, uh, it's a little blurry, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I so got a big dog. Yeah, the dog in real life is so much bigger than the dog in the movie, who is like barely in the movie. Yeah, I honestly forgot they had a dog, and now I'm remembering they had a dog. They had a dog, and it's like part. <laughs> and it's it was like, it was like a, it was it was not a big dog. No, and and I mean, this is an audio audio medium, so you can't see the picture, but the real life family in in We Bought a Zoo, the dog's freaking huge. Dog's freaking huge. Hmm. The there's a, a couple of other things that I kind of want to take on. Um, okay. When when you watched this film, mm-hmm. was there anything that stood out to you as like like in in ten years this is the kind of character I want to play? Thomas Hayden Church looked like he was having fun. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure if like. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, like, you know, we we all, I guess, have like roles or dream things that we want to happen. Yeah, <laughs> or, or like, but like, I, like, but that applies to like more broadly like franchises than it does watching We Bought a Zoo and being like, like, I guess, like, okay, like for example, like for me, I've always wanted to like get attached to a bunch of squibs in a movie and get like shot up a bunch. Oh fuck yeah! Like that always seems like I mean maybe it hurts like hell and it's not fun at all, but like <laughs> I don't know. It always it. <laughs> Growing up watching action movies, it like seemed fun. So I mean, sure, like in that regard, like mm-hmm. you could say that that I've had like that kind of experience. But yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's a thing that that happens. It's not really a dumb thing to ask. One other important, I guess, like segment that I I do need to do um, sure. is you will have noticed at the beginning of the movie, or I guess when twenty five minutes in, whatever, when they arrive at the zoo, Scarlett Johansson does. Uh, show everyone around and introduce them to the tigers and she says that they chuff um so this i do need to i do need to ask you to do a, a chuff to, your, to do your to do your best chuff. oh god <laughs> how'd it go again how they were like it was like kind of like a breath like almost breathy or like you're like a, like a <laughs> i'm getting it wrong because i only watched it once uh yeah uh, yeah it's not good but so right. so rather than do that just like how would you interact with a tiger? Uh, <laughs> probably just freeze. Um, yeah. Or do all my research beforehand on how to interact with tigers before interacting with a tiger, and then whatever the research recommends, <laughs> just doing that. Such a cop out answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, because like otherwise, I just like do all the wrong shit and get eaten. <laughs> I just like treat it like a cat, and then it would tear my head off. <laughs> I mean, is that really so bad these days? Well, I feel like I, I don't know. My, I because I'm just a huge cat person. My first instinct would just to be like, ah, oh, like I don't know, because it's like, yeah, it's a giant, dangerous animal, but I still look at it and see a giant cat. Yeah. Do you do you have and cats? So like, yeah, I have uh, uh, four. Cats. You have four cats? Damn. Yeah. Your house is a uh, freaking zoo. We bought yeah, it. Yeah, I live in a zoo. We've got we've got four cats, two dogs, Whoa. fish, turtles. Holy shit. Uh yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, okay. Talk me. T- who are? Give them. Give me names. Give me attitudes. Right, uh, who's your Who's your favorite? Well, uh, I guess you could say my 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 my, uh, my best bud is uh, Wolf Wolfie, who is not in here right now. Um, but normally he hangs out uh, in here. Nice. Uh, but yeah, he's the one I I do all the tweets. Uh, I tweet I tweet pictures of, of him usually the most. Uh, then I have. Uh, then he, his sister Paisley, they they came together. We got them. Uh, we adapted them from our local PetSmart. Oh, nice! Um, like ten years ago. Holy shit! Uh, Some old cats. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they're those two. Then uh, form uh, then two former outside cats uh, that 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 both uh, came in because we also have outside cats that we feed. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah. Under our porch and. Um, it gets to a point where with with some of them we're like you know they're always just like waiting out by our front door and you know we just want to take them you know we want we yeah. want to bring them in especially when the weather gets bad and it's snowing and there's storms everywhere because then it's just like not the safest um so we, we have we have like cats that that uh or we have had like cats that um were former outside cats that came in mm-hmm. so uh we got two right now uh umber and then eliza who is unfortunately not or i guess she's getting doing better but she had a, a lung issue or something some something god uh, godspeed uh, to eliza mm-hmm. and then uh two dogs uh uh they're they're having knees uh although as my uh grandpa once uh called them havoc knees <laughs> Um, because they just don't shut up. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, they just bark all the time. Uh, they're really loud. And so it's just, it's this thing where, you know, they're having these, so they're these tiny sort of fluffy, yeah. cute looking things, but they don't sound cute at all. I will say I'm glad that <laughs> they have shut the fuck up during this recording. Very Yeah. Kind of, thank God they're, they're not barking right now. Very kind of uh, them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so their names are, are uh, Saffron and Jules. Nice. Mom, uh, uh, and they and they came from my aunt's dogs, meaning that my aunt's dogs fucked nice. and had kids, <laughs> and then we took we we took some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! Um, you said you also have turtles. Uh, yes, I do have turtles that I got. Uh, you st- stole at, stole from it, the set of Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, and I totally I forgot to finish the the turtle in that. Because then later on, uh, uh, we had to do, a, uh, at the end of filming, I think we had to get a shot, like a, a pickup shot of just like maybe the insert of, of the real turtle with Albert yeah. written on it. And when we went to go film that close-up, the turtle started peeing on me. That's so funny. Uh, which, fuck yes. more fuck now, because then you get to wash your hands like crazy. Because <laughs> it's just like, it, it, it's it's uh, very, um, I don't remember. I guess it's just like, the smell or the it's just extremely um not toxic or whatever but like not toxic maybe i'm not sure for whatever there for whatever reason you have to like if you get like if if a turtle pees on you you just have to wash the shit out of your hands that's all i remember i mean i'd hope so i mean yeah i guess if anyone pees on you yeah it's a good rule of thumb for any any piss or maybe it's if you touch a turtle i I, i'm forgetting i i don't i'm not i'm not smart <laughs> well you should okay as somebody who owns turtles you should know whether or not you need to wash your hands well, after you touch a turtle i my my parent well my it's because my, my really my parents take care of them i i don't oh, okay. really i'm kind of hands off with them so it's sort of why i don't know much oh you don't give a shit about uh, turtles that's not that i don't give a shit about them it's just that i know they bite and i don't want to uh, get bit 
That's valid. Do do you have? Did anyone on the team send you the footage of a turtle peeing on your hands? No. <sighs> Damn. I don't think it was happening when the cameras were rolling. Damn. That's. I mean, that's the kind of thing I would want to live on forever if that were me. <laughs> just a clo- yeah. just just a an HD, four K fucking close up of a turtle peeing in my hands. Uh, I so I I have a question. I I think I did something wrong because I have outdoor cats. And they come into my yard and I gave them tuna. And since then, I have not seen them. And I, huh. and it's, it would, I feel like it would be the opposite, right? How many, you only, did you feed them the one time or like? I, how? I, I fed them the one time and I kept waiting for them to come back so I could feed them again. Do you know if like, and how do you decide? Was that like the first time you were seeing them, or how do you? No, I'd seen like a... I'd seen them before. They had they had like come and gone before, and so I was like, well, hey, if these guys are gonna keep coming, I may as well just give them some tuna. And then I gave them the tuna, and then they fucked off. Huh? How many were there? Two. Hmm. What have I done? I mean, I guess. Uh, I mean, well, I guess if like you'd only just started seeing them. No, I mean, I mean, I've been seeing them. I've been seeing them for weeks, but I, but I'd always been. Oh, on the, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. but like, I, I, I guess, like, what I mean, I guess, if it's like weeks, yeah. maybe they're traveling. I don't know. I guess cats don't really do that. I'm not really. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hopefully, nothing bad happened. No, uh, I don't think so. I think they just. I think they just hated my tuna. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. I, I feel like. I don't know. My hunch would be that if it's like if you're feeding them, no matter what, they would probably enjoy it. But but maybe right. I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. What's what's been your success with um, feeding outdoor cats? Uh, well, I don't really make the food choices, uh, so <laughs> uh, I don't have that sort of problem. I, I wish I I wish I I could say what my mom uh, uh, buys for them. Your hands off with the turtles. Your hands off with feeding the outdoor cats. God well, damn. Yeah, I'm awful. I'm, awful. <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled after this. <laughs> This is gonna, I'm gonna clip this part out. Be like, Jared Gilman doesn't give a shit about animals. Yep. As a writer, I'm awful to them, <laughs> in the sense that like I write, I've written scripts with animal death. Oh my god! No. Yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> well, okay. Well, now you gotta tell me about that. How? What? Uh, what is the extent? Is it like a a violent animal death? Uh, oh no. <laughs> I wrote a script for my for my writing class this semester, yeah. uh, a short script. I don't know, and I may or may not turn this into my thesis. So okay, so, so you don't might, have to. So don't. I mean, if you don't want. So I won't. So I don't want to get into the graphic details, but like it's it's it, it was just like the idea was just like a, a new kid at school. Yeah. Um. Uh, gets uh, picked on on his first day. Also has a very bad accident that 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 leaves him mortified. Uh, does a, he ends up. Does a turtle pee on him? No, uh, no turtles. Um, but uh, so then his parents get him a set of dumbbells as like a way of confidence building. Oh no! And uh, what I'll say is that something goes horribly wrong at the end. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, I can see where that's going. Uh, <laughs> I feel like and, there's uh, there's one way for that to go, based on the information you provided. What I'll say too is that I. I somewhat inspired by a totally nonviolent incident when i was a kid totally nonviolent. uh, uh okay uh, in the sense that that i when i was like seven or eight was practicing with my dad's like eight pound dumbbells yeah, yeah. Uh, that he was that he had been using for physical therapy 
and uh, I think something like that, and, and, and or working out, I, I forget. But I dropped one of the dumbbells on my thumbnail and oh, turned fun. it purple, and then it ended up like falling off a few weeks later and yep. then growing back. Yeah. Uh, but that was like a whole experience because like uh, I was just like you know messing around them, I and I was I literally I was just, I, I put I, I if I'm remembering this correctly, I think all I was doing was like putting them down on my parents' bed. And I just happened to maybe like put one on my thumb awkwardly and like press down onto the bed and it just completely turned purple. Fuck. That that happened to me and, once, but uh, it did not <laughs> the nail did not fall off. I still don't know how it didn't fall off, because it was like my um my gym like the gym at my high school had a gate door with like a latch. And uh-huh. my, I was like holding onto the door, and stupidly, my thumb was like in the oh, hole where the latch one of those. goes. And oh, so, God. some kid like shut the latch, it it. and it like Shit. just completely smushed my thumb. And it, uh, it was like black and purple. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea, but it, it, it healed. I have no idea how the nail didn't fall off. Um, yeah. uh, I, I had I had a locker a locker door closed on my finger once. Not not fuck. that hard, I guess, because I don't think I didn't have any you know, major damage, but it's yeah. not a fun feeling no. to get anything closed on any of your limbs. No, a, a girl that I was seeing did that to her hand on her, on our first date. Oh, no. she, we were um, having drinks in my yard and she like walked out. She was like going back in to get something. And I heard just like a yell and she had somehow closed the back door on her hand. Oh, and then yeah. the rest of the date was just like, getting her painkillers and like i ran to cvs to get her like um that like numbing agent that you put on on shit anyway it's a good date <laughs> would you say you were drift compatible <laughs> you know what i think we probably would be nice um nice i have not seen her in a while though mm. well i mean who, yeah. who has seen anybody in in a while or not in a while or in uh eight months sooner than in a while yeah, <laughs> yeah. What I will say, going back to the thumb thing too, yes. is that like the nail again. It took like a few weeks for the nail to actually fall off. So like I I I, I knew that it was like on its way out because <laughs> like I was I could like pull it back and like all that shit. Yeah, it was kind of gross. It was kind of kind of gross. I also remember like being very sad about the the possibility of losing one of my nails because I just yeah you know it was like a part of me you know i was losing it and, and i remember I, I have memories of just being on the toilet like looking at my nail crying oh my god <laughs> just did, like, w- did, were you upset because like you you didn't know if it was going to grow back i guess i was like worried about like it just being physically and emotionally painful i don't know yeah <laughs> or just like uh, i guess i was just like well, I was also worried too about like was wash you know washing my hands gonna hurt or like is that yeah. gonna feel and it did kind of feel weird. It feels weird to wash your hands without a nail, like fuck. It, it kind of does. It, it, there is it is it is kind of it is a feeling. I guess I'm probably never really gonna forget because it's just it's like almost pins and needlesy, and mm-hmm. it's like right where you know where your nail is, but it's your nail isn't there. Do, do I need to? I think I need to put a content warning on this episode for like body horror. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, uh, this, I'm making this PG rated podcast a bit a bit uh, edgy. Right now. I apologize. Um, but that's oh, that's so yeah. That gives me fucking like um, bad ASMR feelings. Like oh he, god, like, oh yeah. 
heebie-jeebies. I think that's the technical term. Heebie-jeebies. Yeah. yeah. Um, that happened like a similar, not similar, but like I have like that weird pins and needles feeling because I sliced my hand open a couple years ago or my fingers and Ooh. the nerves on the tips of my fingers still haven't totally healed normally like like 90 percent of the time they feel fine but then i'll just like touch something weird like in the wrong way and like you get like a like a buzz or like yeah and and i'm just like huh oh i guess it's not totally normal although like it yeah 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 like right like i'll like hold something i'm again it's an audio medium but i'm demonstrating like an idiot but i i'm like i'll grab something but if it just touches like the tip like right there it's like ah fuck weird Fuck. Does it hurt or is it just like weird? It's just weird. Just weird. That's the and there's no way to describe it other than just like, yeah, my finger feels weird. Heebie jeebies, weird. It's a very medically technical podcast. Mm-hmm. This is a, a doubles is med school for anyone listening. <laughs> I know like a lot of medical podcasts have to be like, you know, upfront, like, you know, don't listen to advice, to our advice. This is not a uh, you know, we're not uh, license to to give you advice, but I, fuck my, uh, my my cousin graduated from medical school, <laughs> so there we go. My friend my friend's a doctor. Fuck it, we're fine. Listen to, listen to our advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 ruin your fingernails; they'll grow back. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the other thing that I want to talk to you about before before we end this is that like I know from your Twitter presence that you're a big David Lynch fan. Yeah. So to go back to the like goals as an actor, because I mean, who the fuck doesn't want to do a David Lynch? Oh yeah, no, of course I definitely want to work for David Lynch. Uh, That would be amazing. I I will say I I did get I was lucky enough. I worked for a director who has acted for David Lynch and is a friend of David Lynch. Oh shit! Um, Who Scott Coffey played uh, Jack and Rabbits. And uh, oh, okay, yeah, uh, has the, a very, the one that very, I haven't seen, yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 has like a very, very small part in The Return, and also had small parts in other Lynch stuff. Then who was who was he in The Return? Uh, he shows up in the um, in like the uh, one of the bar scenes at the end. Something mm. with like he, uh, I forget the the exact what it, what exactly happens in the the scene. It's it's one of those like. Uh, uh, where where you're clearly following something that's like already happening, or uh, yeah, uh, in the middle of, or following yeah, people remember- that are in the middle of some kind of drama that's happening. Uh, oh yeah, there was that scene in the bar where like someone runs in, or, or yeah, he like runs in. in uh, yeah. uh, I forget what they, I forget what they're talking about now, but but but. So he was in, uh, he was in, he was in 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 that, and so when I, I I I had acted in this film that he had directed never came out. Uh, yeah. Was one of those that that just uh, they wanted to get into some festivals and and uh, didn't make it and then it was looking like it might get into one and then it got uh, the director pulled in favor of another. It sort of yeah, these things happen. shit happened. Uh, uh, but yeah. there uh, uh, the character that I played in, uh, 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 for his bedroom, um, the uh, uh, Scott like actually. Uh, went to David Lynch's house and like gotten right, gotten an eraser red poster for the character. But then also for like, like a legit from David Lynch's house, eraser head, David Lynch poster. Yeah. But, uh, uh, that's awesome. And then also got, I think, and then he got, he got, he, he got two, he got one for the character and then one for me. 
Uh, oh, nice. Whoa. So that, you uh, have that, that David I, Lynch's. Yeah, which he didn't get. He didn't. He didn't get autographed or anything. So there's no. Uh, I can't. I don't have any actual proof uh, other than my uh, my story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah. So like I took it with me to college and stuff. And, uh, and nice. Yeah. Where is it now? It's right there. Hell yeah. All right. He's getting up out of his chair. He's walking over somewhere. Oh, it's framed too, and he's holding it up. That's awesome. That is so fucking cool. Yeah, I wish there. I wish he had thought to ask for an autograph, but but I mean, it's still. I'm still proud of it. I'm still, you know. That's awesome. Uh, uh, psyched that I even have it. Nice. For for everyone, everyone listening, just Google Eraserhead poster. You'll see you'll see the poster. Yeah, it's 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 the standard poster for the movie. Uh, uh, but 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 it's you know, got Mis- Mr. Eraserhead on it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what I will say too. When I was uh, uh, a couple of semesters ago, one of my classes was a class all about. Uh, one of the classes that I took at NYU was a class all about directing actors, and and part of it was like splitting up into groups and just sort of doing scenes from unproduced screenplays. Yeah. And uh, my friend picked a scene from Ronnie Rocket, uh, uh, which is like a unproduced David Lynch screenplay that like has some very, I, I wish I had read it, but uh, he, uh, he told me about it. And it's just like, sounds very, you know, I wish it had gotten made because it would have been really mm-hmm. cool kind of thing. It's like, it's just like, I want to say it's like a, a dark dystopian future kind of thing but there's like a guy who like Mm -hmm. controls electricity and i think he was supposed to have been played by um uh what's his name from twin peaks um little uh, little person um oh oh oh, yes uh, yeah didn't didn't they have a falling out him and david lynch i think so um and so like ronnie rocket you know this is the screenplay is from i want to say like the 70s or the 80s or it's like you know it's it's older uh 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 I could be wrong about that, but I, I want to say it's like older, and so I think at the time it was like he wanted that actor to to play that the character, but the character I uh, that my friend had me read was a different guy, but like kind of this like very weird off kilter, like mm-hmm. only walks in like one leg, uh, or like has a broken leg or something, uh, and he just like knows all about it, and he's like was uh, telling I guess I'm assuming the main character about about things and. That was like a fun scene to do because he's just like just like wacky saying shit like yeah uh, uh, and just getting to sort of act kind of bizarre for for a few minutes. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Uh, what what do you fun. think would have happened if David Lynch had directed We Bought a Zoo? Because this is this is a movie that that was brought to Cameron Crowe. They were like, "Here's you know, we think you'd be right for this," and then they, then he rewrote it. If they had brought it to David Lynch instead, what do you think this movie would have been like? Well, I will say I haven't seen the one of the few David Lynch films I still haven't seen yet is The Straight Story. Uh, and I would imagine I've not seen that either. That's like his that was his like one like, uh, uh, I guess, you know, completely non Lynchian sort of <laughs> his, his fucking normie movie. <laughs> Yeah, I guess because uh, uh, you know I think it's 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 uh, uh, about a, a guy who makes a trip via like a tractor or like or, or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's some kind of it's sort of like a I want to say it's like a maybe it is a road trip movie, but like a very very slow or very or not slow, but like very like meditative, I guess. Because it's mm-hmm. like 
I don't know much about it. I'm really, I could be totally wrong right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I just know that it's supposed to be like one of his, one of it, it, even though it's not, you know, it doesn't share the same quality. It, it's not as like abstract or weird as his other films. It still mm-hmm. is supposed to be really good uh, from, from what I've heard. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I would imagine that if he was told to direct We Bought a Zoo, it would probably be more closer to that than mm. like Mulholland Drive. <laughs> I would I would want him to just go I would I mean I mean I would like, be cool with like a you know I'd be cool with like a crazy story about a you know about a a, a dad trying to fill the void uh, mm-hmm. uh, left behind by his wife with a bunch of zoo animals and have that be directed by David Lynch because I think that premise is a little Lynchian the idea yeah, of yeah. like mm-hmm. a lot of Lynch movies are like finding a new life and like dealing with like insurmountable loss in in bizarre ways Mm -hmm. unexpected loss Mm -hmm. and i think that like the specter of death hanging over matt damon visualized by his wife is a very lynchian concept that Mm -hmm. would be in his hands extremely unsettling instead of like yeah yeah i mean it could definitely go that direction for sure yeah but i i i think it's i think you know if if we're gonna do a uh a remake of We Bought a Zoo. I think David Lynch would be a good contender. I'd see it. Who would you cast in in David Lynch's We Bought a Zoo? Kyle MacLachlan. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the obvious answer. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle MacLachlan, Laura Dern as yeah. the, either she'd be the wife or the 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 zoo uh, the Scarlett Johansson part. Yeah, I, uh, I think she no. Would it be? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's it's. She is the wife. Amanda Seyfried's the Scarlett Johansson part because she was in yeah the return. But the, then I definitely wouldn't want to see a romance between Kyle MacLachlan yeah. and Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, that might be. That would be very. Uh, uh, I was purely thinking of like a you know uh, of just like matching, yeah. not necessarily who would be good as a you know couple. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we know that it's not a, that Matt Damon and ScarJo aren't even good as not a couple. Really, so but, like, but but Kyle MacLachlan and Amanda Seyfried are like even in even, a, you know in the wrong yeah. direction <laughs> yeah but i would like to see laura dern as like a spectral uh wife character yeah she she'd probably do really well uh yeah. I, you know i'd hope that they'd give her more material to work with uh yeah than, than they the wife with... uh, yeah and then and, and <laughs> we bought a zoo but uh but yeah i mean like oh oh oh, oh no Sherilyn finn laura palmer oh yeah duh fuck yes <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> yes oh my god Absolutely. She would be, that's exactly who the wife would be. Yeah. And then Laura <laughs> Dern gets to play the Scarlett Johansson part. There we go. <laughs> now you, you wouldn't cast any actual animals. All the animals are actors in like fursuits. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. That's like rabbits, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. So his, his We Bought a Zoo is just people in, in animal masks walking mm-hmm. around. No, not just the animal, but like a full on like costume. The, yeah. Like, yeah. Probably like sweating underneath. <laughs> that would win the the movie bracket for sure oh yeah that would have beaten no country for old men yep no country for old men would not have had a chance against david lynch's we bought a zoo <laughs> thank you for joining me on this journey thank you for having me this is a lot of fun uh do you have do you have anything to plug before we wrap up uh other than i guess twitter if you feel like following me i guess i don't know at real jared gilman it's a very, very difficult at to remember. I, I realize that. Um, <laughs> Don't follow any of those fake Jared Gilmans. 
Although, I mean, there were a couple. I mean, I mean, I guess when I was setting it up, there were more than I was expecting. Like, I was expecting, like, I don't know, none. But there are a couple of Jared Gilmans out there who aren't me. Uh, this this may surprise you. Not a lot of Zachary Silverbergs out there. Any Silverbergs? L- yeah, a lot of Silverbergs. Mm. I fucking hate Silverbergs. Because <laughs> everyone thinks that... No, okay. All right. I know we're about to wrap up the show, but now I have to do a little rant. Okay. We, I, I fucking hate people with the last name Silverberg because everyone thinks that my last name is Silverberg mm. and I have to correct them so many times. It's like, no, it's a B. And you'd think that'd be easier because Silverberg is better than Silverberg. I think. I think it sounds better. I think it's a, a more fun, zesty little name, Silverberg. Well, it's, it's funny fun. you don't say as often. You can yeah. definitely, definitely claim that. And that's um, but that's the problem because Silverberg is so much more common, mm-hmm. and I gotta be like, do they? Do you ever get anyone asking if the B is a typo? Yes. <laughs> anyway, Jared Gilman, thank you for coming <laughs> on the show. <laughs> thank you for coming on. We bought a zoo. Uh, go follow Jared Gilman at Real Jared Gilman. Um, thank you to RT Coburl for the intro and outro music and Sydney Gish for her vocals on the intro. You can find links to their work on our Twitter, which is at We Pot a Zoo. Uh, special thanks to my friend Dylan at Adult Human Bitch for suggesting the name We Pod a Zoo in the first place. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you have the means, you can go to dartmoorzoo.org.uk. They are currently accepting donations due to COVID. I, That's should, the... I should do that. <laughs> I've been doing this show for 10 episodes now, and I still haven't donated. I feel bad. I'll cut that out. I've donated. So donate, I've, I've... <laughs> donate a dollar for each episode or 10 for each episode then it's uh then that's, a, that's a lot of money i i'm i'm unemployed doing a podcast about we bought a zoo how rich do you think i am <laughs> <laughs> um you can follow me twitter and instagram at zach silberberg s-i-l-b-e-r-b-e-r-g don't get it twisted and um jared why'd you come on this freaking show why not see you next time There's a movie called We Bought a Zoo Guess what happens? There's a zoo for sale and it gets bought By Matt Damon, a grieving single father In search of closure, hoping to find it in a tiger or a bear enclosure We bought a zoo It's a film by Cameron Crowe We bought a zoo Buy it now so you can go home and enjoy it with your friends and family. We bought a zoo. I'll buy a zoo. A zoo. You'll buy one too. I'll buy a zoo for you if you'll buy.